Hello and welcome to this, the very first edition of the Word on Women's Football podcast. We are a podcast aimed to promote the women's game far and wide, providing all the latest breaking news, expert analysis and opinion on all the goings on within the women's game here in the UK, in Europe and globally. Now I'm not going to pretend that I know everything there is to know about the women's game, but I'm very passionate about it and I believe that given the chance, the game can go on from strength to strength. The game should be given a chance, purely because most people who follow football follow only men's senior football. I was one of those people until a couple of years ago when I took my two children to go and watch um, Arsenal ladies versus Everton ladies. And to be honest, I was hooked from then onwards. I truly believe that most people who follow football don't actually know anything about the women's game. And that's something I want to change. I want to make sure that we can grow this game to the most of its ability. And that's what we aim to do here on the Word on Women's Football podcast. Now, what can you expect from our new podcast? You'll have a new podcast every Monday ready for your commutes into work, your drive around town, your walking around for exercise, the school run or just listening for pleasure. We'll have an in-depth look at the, all the WSL games and look at the Championship and National League in a little bit less detail, but we still think it's important to promote those as well. We'll have preview of the, previews of the coming week's games for the WSL, FA Cup when that decides to come back, Continental Cup and Lionesses games. We want to get into the nitty-gritty of the women's game as well and see what can be done to spread the word and overall grow the women's game. Please remember to look at our socials. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash W-O-W-F. That's facebook.com W-O-W-F. On Twitter, we are at UK W-O-W-F. Instagram, we are, if you search for Word on Women's Podcast Football Podcast, that's Word on Women's Football Podcast, we will be there. Find all of our things, all of our information there. Our DMs are always open. We want to get in touch with you. We want to hear what you think. Because without you guys, we this isn't pointless. We want you to get involved as much as you can. Slide into our DMs. Tell us what you think. Our email address is always open as well. That is wordonwomensfootball at gmail.com. Please, please, please get in touch. Help us build this podcast to what we really think it should be. This week on the Word on Women's F- Football podcast, we'll be looking at the Charity Shield, have an in-depth look at where each team stands in the WSL this season, discuss extra women's Champions League play, we'll discuss the coverage of the Women's Super League and much, much more. Firstly though, I'd like to get round to, at the time of recording, tonight's Women's Champions League final. What a game. And I can only praise BT Sports for putting it on their YouTube channel, putting it on Showcase on Virgin Media, getting it out there to as many people as they can, because this was a fantastic advert for the women's game. And of course, talking about Wolfsburg versus Lyon. Now, Lyon are ultimately, they are the best team in Europe. You can't deny that. They've won the Champions League five times in a row. I'll say it again, five times in a row. They won 3-1 tonight, and to be honest, as soon as that first goal went in from the summer, it, it was never in doubt. Fantastic positive play for the first goal. And to be fair, it was one of those ones for the keeper where nine times out of ten it'd hit a leg and go out for the corner or it'd go to the defenders and get rid of it. But unluckily it went straight back to the summer and she doesn't miss twice. 
Then you had Kumagi, who had that fantastic strike from just outside the box, where, again, the keeper could not do anything to stop it. Fantastic game. And to be honest, I can't see Leon being beat anytime soon. It's something we need to be looking at in WSL, see how we can emulate what Leon has done and move on our game. That takes you into the first game of the weekend, which was, of course, the winning Community Shield. It's the first time it's been held since 2008, and it's the first time ever, unbelievably, it's been held at Wembley Stadium. Now, this is mind-boggling for me, because you'd never, you'd never um, argue the fact that the men's game should be played there, so why not the women's game? We need to be playing in the biggest stadium, in the, in the biggest audiences, the game, well done BB, BT Sport, well done BBC for putting it on, especially making sure it was free to air and getting the adverts out there. It was great to be able to see people watching women's football and talking about it all over social media, Facebook groups, on Twitter. It was fantastic to see. So the game was between Chelsea and Man City. Chelsea being the current league holders after the curtailment of the Women's Super League. And Man City being the hold, current holders of the FA Cup. But of course, the 1920 FA Cup is still going on with the games to be played later in September. Uh, we're at the quarter-final stages of that, and later on in the month we will be looking at it and, and previewing those games. Now, this has been billed as a revenge mission for City, because they lost that title on a, po a points-per-game basis before lockdown, which fair play, there's no other way to really have done it, to be honest. But, if you're City, you're still going to feel a bit of grief that you were sitting top one week, and then Chelsea come from behind and take that league position. Yes, they deserve to have it, but City have got a good argument to say, actually, we deserve to have it as well. If we look at how each team has added to their lineup, really, it's very strong for both teams. If you look at Chelsea to start with, you have people like Gide, you have Bright, you have Kerr, they've got Beth England to name a few superstars, and then they've added more, more players into that, such as Charles and Fleming. Which really, it's going to be it's going to be hard again to beat Man City, and hopefully they can go. Sorry, hard again to beat Chelsea, and hopefully they can go on then to go and do something in the Champions League. Then City always strong, but they've added Chloe Kelly from Everton, and the World Cup winners of Sam Hughes and Rose Lavelle. You can't get much better to be honest, and they've added again and again to give it more and more each time. I'm really looking forward to seeing City play in the flesh, hopefully very soon due to current social distancing rules, but there we are. Really looking forward to hopefully seeing them play soon, because this team is full of superstars. I just hope it's a team that can gel and become 11 players on the pitch rather than 11 stars who don't play together. Because we all know that you can have the 11 best players in the world, but if they don't gel and don't play well together, then it's absolutely pointless. Anyway, back to the game. The first half really tight. Loads of chances, but none of them being taken. Kerr was clean through on goal after three minutes. And to be honest, she squatted it wide. And that is a thing that's going to carry on from the Aussie. She had six shots on shit shot six shots that she could have took. And didn't didn't score one. Really frustrating afternoon for the Australian international, but we all that we have them. If you move on, she's a proper professional, she'll move on and come back stronger in the next game. So into the second half, Jill Scott was sent off for a second yellow, which to be honest, I can't remember the first yellow, and the second one, 
really, what can you do? She leads, she goes in and it leads into a side tackle. Her knee collides with the player. I don't know how she's meant to pull out of that, to be honest. I don't know how she's meant to come out of that any other way than she did. So to get a second out of that and to be sent off in such a way is really confusing. Anyway, more positivity. What a goal from Millie Bright. 66 minutes, banger from the 30-yard line, moved so much in the air that you could have had three keepers in there, you could have any keeper, man, woman or beast, and they would not have saved that goal. What a goal. I've watched it at least 10 times from all different angles, and honestly, it is one of the finest goals you'll see this season, and we've only had one game. And of course, he sealed it with a Cuthbert goal, on the 91st minute, it's a well-deserved win for Chelsea. And to be honest, City can walk away from the game saying, yeah, Scott shouldn't be sent off, but however, we didn't take our chances. And to be honest, it's just that it'd be even more motivation to go on and do more in the league next year. So well done, Chelsea. We've got the community shield. Move on. We're going to be coming on to the league now. One big question we've got to answer, though, about the community shield is, did it really work? As I said, it's the first time it's been held there since 2008. Uh, first time it's been held, sorry, since 2008, and the first time it's been held at Wembley at all. It's a fantastic concept to get the game out there, especially putting it on free-to-air TV. I can't stress enough how important it is to get these games on free-to-air TV. It's the only way we're going to grow the game, getting it out there to people who wouldn't normally see it, and this is one fantastic way to do it. I'd be really interested to see how many tickets would have been sold in normal time, because again, it's paid behind closed doors, Really unfortunate for the fans of City and Chelsea. But there's always neutrals that go to these kind of games. Like myself, I'm not a Chelsea fan. I'm not a City fan. I'm Everton fan. I will not make any bones about that. But I'd have gone to the game. I'd have took my two eldest boys to the game. We'd have had a good day out and saw some fantastic top-class football. And that is what we need to see if it's going to happen next time. I do think we need to continue playing these games at Wembley, like the FA Cup final has been, and to move it on, keep playing these games, get those teeth, get those bums on seats, and keep on promoting the game. It's the only way it's going to go forward. So, with the community shield over and done with, the trophy's been given to Chelsea, we can now move on to the WSL preview. I'm not going to go for each city and Chelsea again. We've literally just looked at their incoming. But we're going to go for each team alphabetically. We're going to look at where they finished last season, who they've brought in, and where they could be at the end of the season. Because if unless you're a regular watcher of the WSL or a fan of one of the teams, you're not going to have had much... Um, to have seen these players and see what's happened on the internet because again it's not shown on Sky Sports News Sky Sports like to show the women's football football show which is fantastic once in a blue moon we need to have a bit more coverage anyway Arsenal so they were third last time out it's really for Arsenal it's not the best finishes they are normally up there challenging first second place getting in those Champions League places they weren't in Champions League places this time out they got out knocked out the quarterfinals against um, PSG last week and to be fair Arsenal uh, this could be the best thing to happen to Arsenal not playing these Champions League places because they're going to be able to focus on the league 
and the league alone. They've brought in Steph Catley, who's a huge experienced defender for Melbourne City. They've brought in Malin Gott from a midfielder from Grasshopper. They've brought in Lydia Williams, who's going to be pushing that number one goalie jersey for Melbourne City. And the Women's Champions League winner in 2014, Noel Marquez. Sorry, from Wolfsburg. They've stemmed from throughout and they're going to really try and build that title challenge this time. They've got to, in my opinion, they've got to go for the title, go for the Conti Cup, go for the FA Cup, go for the jugular and go for everything they can because they really underperformed last season and they need to improve. Next we have a look at Aston Villa, they're a newly promoted team. They've added eight new players to their team, with Chloe Arthur coming in, who's experienced in the, in the WSL, she's come in, she's a midfielder from Birmingham. Anita Asante, who's hugely experienced centre-back from Chelsea, and she's going to be a key player going forward to try and keep them up. We've got Diana Silva, who's a striker from Sporting. Lisa Wye, from, who's an experienced goalkeeper from Lyon. And we've got um, Larson from um, Fury, who's an in- international striker. These players are going to be so key to their survival and making sure they stay up because that is the ultimate goal for Villa this year, staying in the WSL. They've got the backing from the club. They've had the backing in the transfer market. Now they need to put all that onto the pitch. They've managed to keep hold of players that we came up with last year, so they've got that core in there. Again, need to be able to gel. and come together. Eight new players, a lot of players in there. They need to be able to come together gel and play well on the pitch. Now Birmingham City finished 11th, 11th last time out. It's been a fairly interesting summer for the Midlands club. So Carla Ward's been appointed as a new manager, 13th of August. They lost 10 players and brought three in. They brought Christy Murray in, midfielder from relegated Liverpool. Chloe McCarran from another midfielder from Linfield. You've had experience in Rachel Corsi on loan from the Utah Royals. So again, we've brought players in, but they've lost a big core of their players. Got a new manager coming in. I think this could be a very long season for the Blues. I hope it isn't. I really hope it isn't. But however, the signs don't look good. Really don't look good for the Birmingham club. Next, we move on to Brighton, who finished ninth last time out. They've brought in five signs, focused mainly on midfield. Those midfielders are Katie Robinson from Bristol, Nora Haram from AC Milan, and Inessa Cagman from Everton. Very sad to see Cashman leave Everton, I've got to admit. I'm not going to show bias, but however, I'm very sad she's left Everton. I think that this is one hole that Everton haven't really filled, to be honest. <clears throat> and we need to make sure that we are filling it. Brighton have strengthened massively in midfield in the middle of the park. And they're going to be looking to massively improve on that ninth place finish last time out. Honestly, I can't see them being sucked into a relegation battle. I see them going from strength to strength to strength. And I think the seaside, the seaside club are really going to have a good season this year in the WSL. That brings us on to Bristol City, who finished 10th last time out. And to be honest, I can just see a battle at the bottom for the Robins this season again. They've brought in five signings though. They've brought in Australian international midfielder Ella Mastorano from Western Sydney Wanderers. Amy Palmer from United, who was on loan last season at Sheffield United. 
Megan Wine, who midfield, has spent the last season on loan at the Robbies from Tottenham. They brought her in on a permanent deal. Bristol, Bristol, Bristol. I think this could be the end of the time in the WSL for the for the club. Hopefully not again. I keep saying this, but someone's got to go down. There's 12 teams in there. Someone's got to leave. Unfortunately, I can see this battle being there for Bristol. Hopefully, it's not too much for them. Next, we move on to Everton. who finished sixth last time out. Strengthened throughout the squad. In defence, we've added Svecky, Mo Wald, and un England under-21 defender Poppy Paxton to, to build that defence, keep that core defence there. Up top, we've added Nikolai Sorison and Valerie Gavan, who, to be honest, we, they needed to replace the goals that Ke Chloe Kelly scored last year, and they've done that in abundance. These two could go on to bag for fun for the Toffees, and this could be the season where they actually come out and go, you know what, we're here, and we're going to challenge for those top places. Try and get above six, get, break into that top four, who knows, maybe, maybe do well in the Cups, let's see. They've also added... Claire Enfield from um, all from Orlando, I believe. Um, Corrupt, please tweet if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, Spurs brought in on loan, which is a massive pull for the club. Another another striker in there, so adding all those strikers to the club has worked really well for the team. Again, it's going to be the strongest WSL season on record, I believe. I will move on to Man United. They finished. Fourth last season. Katie Stoney has been shrewd in the transfer market this season, adding four players across the park, most notably in England international Lucy Stanforth from Birmingham City. Kept the strong core together and they'll be looking to improve once again. Considering United were in the Championship not so long ago, they've gone from ground to They finished fourth last season. And to be honest, I could see them challenging for that extra Women's Champions League place, which would be fantastic for the club. If you think of an achievement for that team to come through, go from the Championship, work their way up through the WSL, and then get to the Champions League in that time, I'd have to take my hat off to Casey Stone and say, you know what? Fantastic work there. Now we move on to Reading, who finished fifth last time out. Now they've moved to the mid this season, which for me, I think is a fantastic hoop for the club and the league in general. It's great to see that that club is linking up as one club. Now, cynical people may say, you know why they've done it? Because the COVID effect, where we could only have potentially 30% of people in ground, 30% of a bigger number gains bigger revenue. I don't think they've done it for this, though. I think they've done it to bind that club together and say, we are strongly behind the men's team, the women's team, the academy, everyone. That ground, like many other top teams, is sitting there empty every other week here enough. Granted, Majeski is used for uh, London Irish, but they're looking to move on soon. They're sitting there empty. Why not? Why not open them up? Let the team play there. It gives the club a stature within the community that they're pushing it forward. It gives the revenue streams for the women's team to open up. And it gives them a huge platform to play on. We've seen it when we had the Anfield derby for Everton, Liverpool and Everton last season. We saw it when West Ham played Tottenham at the Olympic Stadium last season. We saw it when City played United at the Etihad. We've seen it happen. Why not do it every week? 
back in the 80s when when the ground wasn't being used the reserve teams would play there why not do it again these grounds are beautiful they can be used the pitches can be used for everything why not do it anyway back on to reading five seasons signage this summer sorry five signage this summer they've had experience in the arrival of, da arrival of daniel carter and emma mitchell both from arsenal but the biggest sign in this summer is undoubtedly Jeff Fishrod. He's a Champions League winner in 2019 from Orlando Rain on low. Fantastic signing. Man, they have added in style. I can't wait to see this Reading team play. I really cannot. Moving on to Tottenham. They finished last season in 7th place. They've been busy in the low market. Bringing in Alana Kennedy and Selena Zdorsky on loan from Orlando Pride, the both of them. In terms of permanent signings, they brought in Kerry Tarrop from Birmingham, Rachel Williams also from Birmingham, and Aurora Mickelson from United to strengthen the golden goalkeeping position. Great strength. I think it's going to be a mid-table battle, to be honest, for Tottenham. But that's great. Again, they, they came up last season. These going to take time. It's not an immediate thing. They're not going to go on and push those high upper echelons because so many teams have strengthened so so much finally we are looking at our 12th team in the league West Ham they finished an 8th last time out they've got a new goalkeeper in Mackenzie Arnold who comes in from Brisbane Raw they've added defenders Maz Pratico and Howard Sisko they've arrived to bolster that defence which seems to be an area of weakness last season They've added experienced midfielders in Victor, who's come from Slavia Prague, alongside Emily Wan Egmond, on loan from Orlando Pride. Again, I think they're going to be a similar boat as Tottenham. They are building, 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 building to get up and get themselves up and get into a solid platform to push up again and again and again. Cut funds for both Tottenham and West Ham are going to be important this season made it to the cup final the season before last West Ham granted City oh City was amazing that game but why not why not it's about time that somebody challenged the order now looking at the team the league as a whole a lot of loan signings have come in from the States which is means going to be a fantastic first half of the season most of these signings are only really there to the December 2020 if not January 2020 but what state is that going to leave the teams in? Are we going to have a fantastic, open, free-flowing football throughout September to December, and then it's going to fall off a cliff? This is a bridge we're going to have to cross in the new year. Hopefully, we'll see some clubs extending their their players stay at the their um, lowly clubs. I'd like to see it happen, but it depends what happens in the states. To be honest, let's have a look. Now, if we're having a look where the chips are going to lie at the end of the season. There's three aspects we've got to look at. Firstly, is champions. And to be honest, there's nowhere else to look apart from Chelsea, City and Arsenal. The way they finished last season. And let's be honest, when Chelsea play City, Chelsea play Arsenal, vice versa, are these going to be the games that decide where that WSL 2020-2021 title is going to end up. I'd love to say it's going to be someone different to those three. United may be pushing their way up. However, those three are so far ahead of the pack, I can't see it changing. And honestly, 
I believe Chelsea are going to win the league again this season. If I had to put money on it, it would be Chelsea to win the league this season. Then we'd have to look at the Women's Champions League places. As I said before, there's an extra place this year. So we'll have three teams going to be representing England in the Women's Champions League in the 2021-2022 season. You would believe that the top three are the peloton away from the pack. But let's say someone's going to challenge. Who are the teams that could challenge? Realistically, we're looking at United, Reading and Everton. Now, Everton and Reading are a long shot. I get that. But they've both strengthened, as have United. They've all strengthened. And the first few games are really going to see where we're going to be. It's going to be a great outlook to see where they're going to be ending up. Do you never know one of these teams that have finished lower down last season could push their way up? Remember, Everton finishing in 10th or 11th place in the 18-19 season. Then finishing sixth in the 1920 season. It happens. These things happen. Honestly, if anyone's going to challenge them, it's going to be United. But I'd love to see Reading and Everton both give them a good old run for their money. It's going to be a great season. Finally, we're looking at relegation. Nobody wants to talk about relegation at all. But the long short of it is, it's there. Got to get used to it. Someone will be going down. There's four candidates in my book. Aston Villa, newly promoted. But they've added really well. So hopefully if they gel, get together and get those wins at home, they'll be able to stay up. Birmingham City, who are floundering at the moment. There's rumours of financial discontent. And I really hope they're not right, but it's going to be a long season for the, for the Midlands club, as I said before. Similar to Bristol, Bristol City. The Robins and the Blues, I think, are going to be down there. However, I think West Ham could be pulled into it. They have strengthened, but you never know what you're going to get with the Hammers. They've moved to Dagenham and Redbridge this season. Again, more more bums on seats, potentially. Who knows? They've moved to Dagenham and Redbridge. Could the change of scenery become, give us a change of results? Hopefully for the better. Let's see. But I tell you now, this is going to be one of the best W. SL seasons on record. Now, on the subject of recording, TV coverage. It's clear to see that one of the main stumbling blocks when growing the game would be getting it out there in the first place. Now, the FA has done fantastic work getting the FA player, FA player out there. It's free to use. Get it on your phone. Watch the games. You've watched, you've watched every single game of the WSL. There's always a championship game on there as well. And you watch them all afterwards. That's what I do when I'm when I'm going to be reviewing these games. I'm going to watch I'm going to watch Everton live, but I'll be watching the other five games straight away afterwards to get my women's football fix. It's what we need to be doing. We need to be going the game, and passing it out there, telling everyone we know. Get onto the W uh, onto the FA player. Watch the games. Watch the highlights. Get the interviews out there. Let's get going. BT Sport is showing the occasional game on their YouTube channel. They're doing one this weekend coming. Which is fantastic. However, the BBC insists on showing games on the Red Button platform. Fantastic you're showing the games, BBC. I give you a round of applause. But why is it on the Red Button? We need to be having the, the game on there when you're flicking through the channels, trying to find something to watch on a Sunday, which we all do it. We all sit there, you've got songs of praise on, 
and all these other things normally bond and normally something about sharks and friends. When we look at Sunday viewing on BBC Two, you've got at the moment COVID times, I know, but we still have nature documentaries that are repeat of repeat of repeat. There's only so many times I can see a lion chasing a gazelle. And films that have been on all the time. Wouldn't it be better to spend the TV license using that platform to grow the game rather than showing the same things that we've seen over and over again? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think, how we could grow the game. Because the Premier League only got to where it is because of Sky Money. We're not going to get Sky Money. We're not going to grow to the way the Premier League is overnight. But we can get there. Let's grow this game. Let's see how we can do it. BT Sports has been fantastic for the women's game. It really has grown it. However, if you're not going to, if you can't afford to pay for this subscription fee, how are you going to watch it on TV? How are you going to get into pubs? How are you going to get it into grounds of teams that are playing? We need to think about this. Anyway, let's get positive now. We're looking ahead at the weekend's games. Let's get our prediction game on. Now, all games are on Sunday, the 6th of September. I like to run through these games chronologically, looking at the timings, we're going to look at the game, where you can find it, look at the results from last season. Now, COVID will crop up quite a lot, because most of the teams didn't play each other twice last season, as we know. And I'll give you a prediction as well. Let's see how many I get right. I don't think I'll get many right, I'm not very good at this, to be honest. Let's go, let's go on then. So, lunchtime kick-off, 12.30, sees Arsenal's host Reading. That is on the BBC Red Button. Could be on BBC Two, but no, Red Button. And obviously the FA Player. Last season saw Arsenal one out, win 3-0 at Reading. Didn't play at Reading at home last season, Arsenal, because of COVID. I reckon Arsenal are going to win this, but it's going to be very narrow. I can't see a clean sheet being kept. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Arsenal. Now we move on to our bulk of 2 o'clock games. The first one sees Aston Villa, newly promoted, hosting Manchester City. <laughs> Couldn't get much tougher if they try for their first game in the Women's Super League. But this game is on BT Sport, the FA Player, and BT Sport are showing this on their YouTube channel, their Facebook channel, their Twitter. They are showing this game for free. Get out there and watch it. So, obviously, newly promoted team, didn't play each other last season. Both be one winner though. I'd be surprised if Villa got a goal to be honest. I can see it being 3 0 to City. The next game we're going to look at is Brighton versus Birmingham. This one is only on the FA player. Last season we saw Brighton win 3 0 at home against Birmingham. The away game was postponed. Hmm. Start of a long season for the Blues. I've said it multiple times and I apologise if you're a Birmingham fan listening. But. If you, if you think I'm wrong, please get in touch, but I can only see a Brighton win for today. I think it's a 2-0 win for Brighton, to be honest, and start for a long, long season for those Blues. Next game is Bristol City versus Everton, again, on the FA Player. Now, Everton did not travel to Bristol last season in the league due to Covid. However, when they hosted them at Southport, it was a 2-0 win for the Blues. Now we're going to need to see a good start from Everton if they want to improve on last season. I can see a 3-1 win for Everton here today. 
I'd like to be positive as as a toffee that we that there will be a clean sheet, but I'm a realistic toffee. I very rarely see us getting a clean sheet. Our final two o'clock game on the Sunday sees a London derby. Tottenham versus West Ham. A game is on the FA Player. Now this game was played twice last season in the league. Spurs won two one at home against West Ham, and we saw West Ham lose two nil to Spurs at the Olympic Stadium. I was there for that game. Fantastic, fantastic day. Really enjoyed it. Love to see it happen more. Don't think it's going to happen this season due to COVID, but I'd like to see it happen loads next year, this season next and next. Now, can't see West Ham getting a goal here. I can see Spurs nicking one. I see it being a, a tight game. Spurs to nick it 1-0. Final game of the weekend sees our 2.30 kickoff game Man, with Man United versus Chelsea. This is on the BT Sports channel and the FA Player. The game, the home game for United last season was postponed. We saw Chelsea run out 1-0 win against United last season. Again, they've strengthened United and I think they're going to be pushing their luck here today. I can see Chelsea winning 2-0, potentially 2-1, but I'll put I'll put I'll punch it out there for a 2-0 win to Chelsea. Now remember these times are all British summertime. So please, if you're listening from abroad, check your local timing. The FA player is available globally. Please, 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 watch these games, as many as you can. Tell us what games you watch. Tell us what you think. Tell us your predictions. Send them in to us on Twitter, on our DMs, on our emails. Let's see what we can get done. Now, looking at the cham- Women's Championship, these games are all on Sunday the 6th. They're all at 2 o'clock British summer time. We see Charlton Athletic versus Crystal Palace. We see Coventry United versus London B. See Leicester City versus Blackburn. We see Liverpool, recently relegated from the WSL, versus Durham. This game is live on the FA Player. This is your FA Player Championship game for this week. And we see London City Lionesses versus Sheffield United. Cracking games. Cannot wait to see those results. We also see the FA Cup preliminary round starts on Sunday. So, get along. Look at the FA website, see what games are there, support your local lowest tier side where possible at a safe social distance. Send in your pictures if you've done any, let's if you've got any, if you've been to a game, let's see what we let's see where you've been. I'd love to see where you've been. Now, that's nearly it for our first ever episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next week we'll be looking at We'll be looking at where we stand for the, after the first week of fixtures. We're going to review those. We'll look at round two's fixtures. Hopefully, we'll know where Lucy Bond will be playing her football next season. She said she's leaving Leon earlier this week. We all knew deep down we weren't going to find anything out until after the Women's Champions League final finished. I'm recording this at about 10 o'clock on Sunday. It'll be Monday by the time you listen to it. Hopefully, if not, throughout that week. We may know by then. Who knows? Keep an, keep an eye on our Twitter, our socials, and you'll, we'll be bringing news as soon as we hear it. And we'll have all of that latest news from the wonderful world of women's football. 
Thank you so much for listening to our first ever podcast. Please, again, sign up for our socials. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash WOWS. We're at Twitter, at UKWOWS. Instagram, search Word on Women's Football Pod. DMs are always open. Our email is wordonwomensfootball at gmail.com. Subscribe and review. Your subscriptions, your reviews will keep us going. Keep you keep subscribing. It will keep all of our new pods coming into your feed. We will be here every Monday, 52 weeks a year. If you have listened to the whole podcast, I would love to hear from you. Please use the Twitter hashtag. Hashtag UKWOWSEP1 to show tell me what you think. Let's see how many how many people we have. Let's see what suggestions you have. I'm open to suggestions. Honestly, it's the first time I've done this. You can probably tell, but we are, we'll get better together. Please spread the word. The word on women's football.